<laughs> I'm Bailey. I'm Nini. And welcome to On a Grassy Knoll. Let me start recording so we can talk about this. Oh, that way we have so we can involve the accountability for ourselves. So we can involve. Oh yeah, because everybody you know interacts with us so often and like they're so engaging and they keep us they keep us in line. <laughs> Cricket dead silence. <laughs> Anyways, but we're we're getting good listens. We're getting so, good listens, like, and we're international, babes. We're fucking international, you guys. We're you in Sib- not Siberia, Serbia, Serbia. <laughs> Off to a great start. At guys. least it's still a place. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. Okay, um, oh what God. I was gonna say is that we should do episodes if we're ever just like feeling a little uh, burnt out with like mm-hmm. paranormal or conspiracy. We should do Reddit episodes where we just Ooh. literally read Reddits. Like oh, random yeah. ones. Yeah. That's good. That'd be fun. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Since... I listen to people li- read Reddits all the time. Yeah. I love it. Honestly, that's been my thing on TikTok. Really? Today, actually. Yeah. Now that, guys, guess what? I started using TikTok. They finally started using TikTok, I ladies know. and gents. It, it and was them. Thems. Thems. <laughs> thems. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was a learning process, but I got it figured out. Um, my algorithm's cool right nice. now. It's got a lot of, like, it's got, like, comedy, some, like, pet stuff. Or like little animal content, mm-hmm. and then you have like weirdest things caught on security nice. cameras, nice. like or like animals appearing out of the woods, or like skinwalkers, or like mm-hmm. you know okay. crazy, crazy shit. Right, I'm right, like, right. oh, okay, right on. This is I cool. love that. Yeah. So I it's always a little, it's a little scary. Yeah. I get a lot of like gonna get. makeup, shopping, horror, mm-hmm. like movie recommendation type I get shit. A lot of book recommendations. Really? Horror books. Oh, specifically. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting. So I've been making a list oh, okay, cool. to get into some reading. Yeah. Start absolutely. a reading club. I'm so down. On I love reading. reading. On a grassy knoll reading club. That'd be kind of cute. We got to get your mom into it too. Does your mom read? Oh, no. She yeah, can't she. Really see. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she does like reading, but she can't really see that well. <laughs> I'm she's like, gonna fight me no literally she's literally gonna be like what? <clears throat> she's gonna be like you used to be my favorite <laughs> what happened <laughs> what happened miss girl <laughs> oh my god okay hi guys sorry that was a long intro yeah. into the intro into the intro for the intro for the, the intro to the intro of the podcast <laughs> of the podcast the, <laughs> the podcast that is called on a grass you know as you know uh as you know and love us by sorry i need a sip a little sipping tin because a little sip my sipping throat was, was parched yeah nini just took a fat ass dab before this so this should be interesting yeah i don't know what's wrong with me i've been doing a lot of dabs lately um it's called mental illness it's called a nestle mental illness nestle love. mental illness love yeah i mean i fucking how many dabs did i rip before creepy con creepy con after oh, breakfast we oh we gotta talk about creepy con yeah okay, it's gonna be slay. our intro guys slay we went to creepy con we fucked creepy con up yeah or creepy con aftermath officially because yeah, it's the the september version yeah but yeah, they're yeah. doing the regular creepy con is in february but yeah it was dope you it go was first super dope what were your um highlights? My highlights, highlights were me and nini getting simultaneously overstimulated at the same time finding a smoke spot getting a cocktail and then just lounging out for like 20 minutes and it was it was such a good time it was like 20 30 minutes 20 30 minutes just hitting the vape aggressively people started like gathering around us like hey can we smoke here yeah <laughs> like, like yeah yeah, yeah guys we became the keepers of our, yeah, our little and they were area. playing really good music because they were setting up for a live band yeah and so they were playing like dark wave like synth shit yeah but um honestly my posters that we found the posters we got a pearl poster, a matching yes. pearl poster. Matching pearl posters. Matching pearl posters. Are you not, are you best friends? Are you even best friends if you don't have matching pearl posters? Like, be fucking for real. That's the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be fucking for real. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. I just hate being overstimulated. So I'm glad that, like, 
we were on the same wavelength because I would hate to be like, yeah. can we leave like right the second? Oh no, the highlight was seeing Scream and film, bro. The fuck, oh, I forgot about that. That was I've been thinking about that genuinely. I can't we happened like that literally happened in front of 16 us. Sixteen millimeter film with the pops and the, the crackles, the, the crackles, and the, oh fuck, dude, that shit Hello. was so cool. I was I was spiritually coming. Yes. Yeah, it was it was really an experience. Um, we got to the most spiritual orgasm. It's truly, we got that's that. Okay, okay. Write that down. Write that down. It was really cool because the screening was hosted by Lee Waddell, who played the original Ghostface yeah. uh, stunts in the first Scream. Yeah, um, it was really cool. I got to ask him a question. I Guess was real, what question she asked you guys? I was real original, y'all. She said, "What's your favorite scary movie?" <laughs> I got a couple of chuckles from yeah, the, the yeah. audience. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, he thank like, you. Oh, okay. He was really fun. He was very yeah. um, welcoming to the crowd. Like, yeah. very easygoing. Yeah, he was very chill. eloquent. Yeah. He reminded me of like somebody's cool, like cool uncle yes. that you would see at like a kickback. That's I'd be like, like do you, you want know? to smoke a joint? Yeah, he'd like, be like, yeah, garage. like let's let's go. <laughs> let's go. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, his favorite movie is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, which I was like, that's fucking dope. Uh, we also met Shawnee Smith. Yes. Uh, saw franchise, franchise. Fame. Um, Bailey got to tell her about Elsa Gate. Elsa Gate. Yeah. And we, we gifted her. And she sticker. seemed genuinely interested. That was that was the coolest part because you really know when cool. you talk to celebrities. She like looked at you mm-hmm. like the whole time. That and she you were was talking. like, No, I haven't heard of that. I think she was expecting me to be like JFK was yeah. killed by like three yeah. different so she shooters. Was like, oh. So she was like, wait, like a conspiracy that I actually haven't heard of. So yeah, yeah it was nice. And uh, and got... she took a she took a picture with the sticker. With our sticker, I would like to say we're unofficially endorsed. We're unofficially endorsed um, by yeah. the Saw franchise. By the Saw franchise. <laughs> yeah, by by extension, by the whole Saw franchise, including Tobin Bell. Um, <laughs> Literally. Let's see what else was cool about uh, about Creepy Con. Uh, there was a lot of cool merch. So much cool merch. Really cool people that we met. Like just a, like the vendor. Vendor stations, folk. Yeah. Vendor folk. Vendor folks was was really cool. Um, what else? What else? What we else got some cool shit. We've got like cool stickers. Oh, we got matching scream we got stickers. Matching scream stickers. I'm Billy. She's Stu. Hello. Tell <laughs> us if that makes sense to you guys. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. We should post we should post that like on a, the, little... a poll. Okay. Yeah, on the on the Instagram. Um but yeah, it was, it, was really, cool. it was a good time. It was a really it was a really good time. I saw a lot of cool like mashup yes. shirts, mashup like posters and stuff mm-hmm. that I thought were really neat. We got some cute like Sanrio horror yeah. mashup stickers. Those were really fun. I, I showed them to Josiah and he was like, Can I have one? I was like I would have to actually love you to give you one of these stickers. No, right my now. dad like he loved the little Pachaco Michael Myers. He's like, this is cool, and he's like, why didn't you buy the pillow? Because I showed him the picture. I was like, because it was kind of small. It like, was kind of small and a little but, expensive. Like, I was like, maybe I will buy it because yeah, maybe it's so darn cute. No, I because love the it. stickers, the Instagram. Um, What's that called? QR code around the back. Oh, yeah. Because I literally told Josiah, I was like, oh, yeah, like, we can order more. Like, yeah. it's right there. Hell so yeah. I'm super stoked. Okay, guys. Yeah. We shall be back after these brief, brief messages. messages. Beep. Shall we? We shall. Okay. Comments. So. Snaps for the girlies. Snaps for the babies. Okay. Okay. So. Today, Oops. I'm paranormal, which was really exciting. Um, because I feel like these past few episodes i felt a little burnt out on paranormal and i am now like rejuvenated yes. my passions reinvigorated like are you completely transformed i'm completely transformed. <laughs> thank you so much ernard Werner. Werner. <laughs> oh i got the name 
right, but I yeah. got it backwards. Hey, Damn impressive. It. You thank even got you. the accent right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, anyway. jumping right into it. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what it is until you know what it is. <gasps> okay. So, the old Alton Bridge is a historic <laughs> iron bridge <laughs> that spans over the muddy waters of Hickory Creek and connects to the city of Denton. Um, connects the city of Denton to the city of Copper Canyon, which I kind of like that name for a city. Copper Canyon. Yeah, that's cute. That sounds welcoming. And these are both like a little less than an hour's drive from Dallas, Texas. Okay. Okay. So, Tejas. Um, The bridge's architectural composition is known as a truss. T-R-U-S-S. I know that. That word triggered my uh, lisp really hard. Truss. Good. (laughs) Parcel tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And a truss is described as a visually distinct structure of connected elements forming triangular units. Mm-hmm. Triangles. Triangles. Illuminati. Illuminati. Kind of shit, yeah. My rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, getting back to the bridge, motherfuckers. These units are usually stressed from tension, compression, or both in order to support heavy loads. And heavy loads... <laughs> Exactly what the bridge was intended to support when the King Iron Bridge Manufacturing Company commissioned it in 1884. So this is an old-ass bridge. Like, I didn't even know that they had, like, architects back then (laughs) doing these kind of bridges. Like, literally, like, some of, like, the world's seven wonders have already been (laughs) created. And I'm like, I didn't know they had architects like that back then. (laughs) People made this? Oh, my God. (laughs) Literally, like, 200 years ago. Real humans made this? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, not even 200 years ago. I love you. Less than 200 years ago. Oh, man. You guys, I'm so silly. (laughs) History. History, man. It's crazy. Now, in a time predating cars, massive cargo carriages drawn by hefty workhorses became the bridge's most frequent users. And gradually, these carriages were replaced by automobiles, obviously. Mm -hmm. And they were actually supported very well by this bridge. Like, the the way that the tension was built is made to carry heavy loads. Okay, awesome. So, very stable. The old Alton derives its name from the now abandoned town of Alton, which from 1850 to 1856 oh. served as the seat of Denton County. Okay. A little history for you. Though the community is no more, the name remains. Gotcha. Okay. Although as far back as the 1930s, the bridge has taken on a second, much more sinister nickname, which is the Goatman's Bridge. <gasps> oh, I don't know why I just felt like chills down my spine. I didn't like Nothing, that. Nothing, goat Ooh. and man, I don't... I don't need that. And to I'm be assuming it's it's yeah, it's one word. It's literally Goatman's, oh, yeah. Horrifying. Goatman's Bridge. Goatman's. Um, no, not Goatman's. Goatman's. Goatman's, Goatman's Bridge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are several stories that make up the legend of Goatman's Bridge. The most notable being that of a black goat farmer by the name of Oscar Washburn. Uh, his family moved into a home located just north of the Alton Bridge, and within a few years, Oscar had built a reputation for himself as a reliable businessman and a valuable member of the community. Okay, cool. Many of his neighbors actually bestowed upon him the affectionate nickname, Aww. Goatman. Oh, Yeah, so. Cute. He was very well liked by the community. Oh, because like, they would see him like, on the daily program. Mm-hmm. Like, With oh, goats, goat yeah. Man. Oh, that's there's cool. Goat man. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> I retract my statement. I'm sorry. Um... Unfortunately, however, not everyone was pleased with Oscar's newfound success and acceptance within the North Texas community. A, I forgot we're in Texas. Yeah. It gets worse. <laughs> oh. A, a oh, vicious which... and hateful group of Ku Klux Klan members working in the local government, isn't ah! that exciting, Yeah, began to conspire against Oscar, basically waiting for him to slip up and give them some excuse to, like, get rid of him. Ooh. Yeah. Not fun. No. Their f- chance finally came that summer. 
and unaware of the plot against him, Oscar had rather harmlessly installed a sign on the old Alton Bridge reading this way to Goatman's. So like, you know, like directing traffic to his farm, you know. In response, the members of the clan employed at the local police station boo Boo. drafted a law making it illegal to solicit anything at the bridge and arrested oscar in august of 1938 the clansmen however it gets worse did not exactly follow the due process of the law oh what (laughs) wait wait a second (laughs) instead of reading oscar his miranda rights the men assembled basically what most people would be known as like a vicious mob oh. without the the pitchforks. They just had pointy, pointy cloaks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, they they grabbed Oscar, grabbed him from his home, dragged him to the bridge where they had prepared a noose. <gasps> yeah, and after securing it around Oscar's neck, they tossed him over the side. Fuck. And you think this story ends there? However. When they went down to like the riverbank mm-hmm. uh, to check the noose to ensure that Oscar had died, they were in for quite the shock <gasps> because the noose was empty. Oh, shut up! And the river like completely still. Oh, so in a panic they fled. Me in a panic. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please. <laughs> now to this day, no one exactly knows how Oscar was able to evade that noose or what exactly happened to him. But legend holds that the name Goatman's Bridge came about just to honor him. Damn. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So local legend says if you knock on the steel bridge three times at midnight, or perhaps turn off your car lights and honk three times in a summons, then you dare a visitation from the vengeful goat man that's preceded by the stench of decaying flesh. <sighs> but it's like, okay, here's here's my here's yes, my theories. Actually, I'll finish this and oh, then I'll tell you what I think. Gotcha. So numerous reports tell of unholy glowing eyes that burn red from the darkness, eerie glimpses of a large snarling goat-headed man-beast stomping in the wooded shadows, or frightening apparitions of a maniacal starter right where's satyr i'm sorry satyr. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah um you know i'm dyslexic you guys i saw the r before the yeah the no. T. no that's, uh, that's a satyr. little weird looking yeah. yeah um a maniacal satyr carrying the heads of goats or humans in his hand okay so here's here's my insert yes um th- it sounds like this man was done wrong obviously like literally murdered for just being a black man existing in like prosperity mm-hmm. However, I don't feel like he would have an evil spirit. Yeah. You know? Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Mm -hmm. So, the terrifying encounters and reported vanishings have been so frequent as to warrant numerous investigations by paranormal groups. Mm. Um, According to several reports, the goat man stands eight feet tall with the chest and arms of a man, (laughs) the hind quarters and hooved feet of a goat. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that word. Hooved. <laughs> um, and to top it all off, a goat's head, complete oh, with huge curled horns Ew. and red eyes. Yeah, I would literally shit my pants if I ever saw that IRL. Like, no. I would probably. I would jump off. It. I would jump off the bridge. I'd be like, I'll take care of it, bitch. I Don't will even run worry off the bridge it. and then jump off. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got it. <laughs> Um, some reports describe the goat man's fur as a deep, fiery red, while others describe his coloring as black as night. 
so black you can hardly see him as he moves through the edges of the trees. <laughs> you can just hear like oh. the rustling of the leaves. Oh. Hoops. <laughs> hoops running. His hoops. His hoops. His hoops running. His hoops I running. <laughs> okay so whenever a sighting of the goat man occurs it's said that a string of mysterious disappearances are sure to follow oh. some believe that the goat man remains dormant for years at a time and awakes only to hunt for prey again making him evil and other legends circulating about the demon focus like specifically on his name as if it has like as if the goat man is like his you know like um uh, Baphomet, Beelzebub, like his demonic name, whatever. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I was trying to think of like all the demons that I know. Mm. Asmodeus. Oh yeah, let's just, let's just go ahead and <laughs> name them. No, let's just think of, let's just talk about a bunch of demons. Just rattle off some demons rattle and see what demons. happens. I did Beelzebub, Baphomet, Asmodeus, obviously Lucifer. Um, I think that's all I know. Oh, 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 um, Paimon. The, go- the demon from what's it called? Hereditary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Vomits>. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> three, three, three. Okay. So, according to the legend, um, those who dare speak the goat man's name while crossing his bridge basically summon his spirit. I don't know why anybody would do this, but mm-hmm. people do. Okay. While the goat man is said to sleep beneath the old Alton during the day, he habitually creeps out from under it to hunt for food at night, returning only at the sound of his name. So, mm-hmm. like, you're good at night if you don't fucking say his name. But the second you say his name, like, you're getting those hooves. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> it's dark as fuck. It smells just, damp as shit. Uh, and then you suddenly, you're uh, like, running uh, through the tunnel. Like when a horse and then you're is just like, like coming like, at full speed. <laughs> I would just put my fist out like Scott Pilgrim <laughs> style. Just punch the motherfucker in his nose. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I would be so scared. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, it's truly, it's truly terrifying. Um, if his name is uttered during the day, oh. he is awakened <laughs> and is often even more vicious due to the disruption of his sleep cycle. <laughs> He's like, I need my cup of coffee before I can hunt. He's like, could you guys shut the fuck <laughs> up? I'm trying to get I had a four loco last night. <laughs> oh, God. I had gold for loco last night. You know what that does to a goat man? I can't Jesus. do gold for loco anymore. I truly can't. If you guys need a four loco... Percy was right, dude. It tastes like nail polish. It does. It <laughs> truly does. Um, however, the Sour Warhead, like, Cosmic Four Loco, the ones, ah. like, pink, yellow, and, like, gold, I think. I love a natural flavor. Four Loco. <laughs> it tastes like um, anthrax. And... <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like anthrax and, like, <laughs> hangover anxiety. Like, truly, like, worst things you could ever experience oh fuck (laughs) did you okay we'll talk about this later oh gosh legend further holds that the goat man's bridge provides a gateway into hell visitors crossing the bridge at exactly 3 a.m have reported horrific visions of fire and brimstone those fortunate enough to return that is yeah so Anyways, a second spirit. <laughs> Love that. A second spirit is often dis- uh, said to keep the goat man company, uh, which is that of a young mother crying out eternally for her lost child. I'm oh. like, oh, okay. So La Llorona, like, La Llorona and Hello? the goat man are yeah. like collabing. They're- La Llorona goat man collab. <laughs> That's the name of the title. <laughs> no. Um, 
residents making their way over the bridge late at night, which like again, this this bridge is abandoned for a reason. Like they built like a highway. Like a like, better yeah. yeah. So like you don't need to cross this bridge. Y'all are doing this specifically. You're going out of your way. You're to going do out this, of this yeah. way to oh. uh, lost at night. Like, bitch, the fuck are you doing at 3 a.m. in the, the woods if not trying to summon Goatman? Yeah. I mean, shakes head. Um, residents making their way over the bridge late at night have reportedly heard her ghostly wails, and others have spotted her crying at the bridge's center, which, like, ooh, ew, in the middle of the fucking bridge. <gasps> like, I don't like that that image that my brain just, like her. Like, I imagine her like up. like huddled over too, and like a weird kind of like like a glow almost like a light. <sighs> For some reason, there's a mm-hmm. light, you know. Like, yeah, Ugh. it's like kind of foggy. It's really dark, but you see like kind of like a lighter fog in the center, and like a a dark a dark figure in the middle of it. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Anyways, so when approached, the woman is said to vanish. Which like okay, cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> because i don't want you to actually appear i'm just doing this to like have fun and get scared with my friends i don't want you to actually come near me yeah bitch. like please get away from me us at the haunted museum <laughs> you stay the fuck away from please me. get away from me <laughs> i will cry oh, oh, my God. um some say the two ghosts are connected and that years ago the goat man stole the young woman's baby uh, when she found out, she threw herself in the bridge, and her spirit has haunted it ever since. Oh. It's always just, like, sad-ass stories. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, death and sadness are one and the same, but it's just, like, why does it always have to be so goddamn, tragic. like, tragic? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. So there's also another variation that predates the bridge itself um, in an account that may go far back as the 1860s. So only, like, what, 20 years before, like, the actual... No, no, no. Because, no, because Oscar was in 1938. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. So, truly, like, whatever. I'm not going to do the math. I'm gay. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. I know you guys, Don't I'm text. hearing you I'm all gay. judge me right now. Don't text. I'm gay. Don't text. I'm gay. Wait, what was that sticker that we saw? It was like, be gay, be goth, do crime. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, some Copper Canyon, which was another town that we had talked about that was, like, connected to this one. Um, some Copper Canyon cowboys lynched a Creole slave goat herder named Jack Kendall from a tall creekside tree near where the bridge now stands. But ineptitude separated the runaway slave's head from his body. Yeah. The slavers then watched in horror as the headless body raised itself from the creek bud mud, animated by voodoo, and ripped off the head of a nearby goat to replace his own, still hangling, still hangling, still dangling in the noose. So, like, that just sounds, again, like a weird, racist, animated by voodoo. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just always, it just always feels so. 9-11. (laughs) (laughs) Bailey said never fucking forget. Never forget. Oh, my God, dude, I did I tell you about that yesterday? Hold on. I'll tell you in this. I'll tell you in this, and maybe keep it in. I was talking to my mom and Josiah, and they said something, and I was like, I don't know. Like this was probably like pre nine or this was after nine eleven. What were we watching? Um, fuck, what were we watching? And I was like, oh, this is so like after nine eleven. It's weird. And I was like, because nine eleven was like what two thousand two. They both looked at me and they were like so like, flabbergasted. And Josiah just goes, never forget. <laughs> Damn. Like, he said red flag. My bad. He said red flag. I said, I'm sorry. It's like that Portlandia skit where they're like, where were you on 9-11? You like can't remember and they're all judge- judging of him because they're like, how do you not remember? Okay, anyways. Okay. 
So regardless of which origin story gets told, uh, the old timers warn that knocking three times on the trusses of the bridge is an invitation to judgment, since the ghastly goat man only spirits away those with the bloodlines of clansmen or slave owners into the woods for his terrible revenge. So Ooh. you might want to do your genealogy. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Do your ancestry. Yeah. Plug in some dates. Plug mm-hmm. in some names. Okay, right on, right on. But like, if you're good, then you're good. Imagine like all your friends are like, no, never. And you're like, yeah, no, never. And then you get like, one of you guys pulled, gets fucking snatched yeah. up. Oh, that'd be a good like intro to a movie. That would be a good intro yeah, to a movie. And cool. then like, you don't know that like, it's because of the bloodline. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, who do we talk to? TM, 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 A24, hello? It's hello. me. It's me again. It's me again. <laughs> I know you're listening out there. Ari Aster. Yeah. <laughs> Get in touch, please. Please. We still need to watch Bo's Afraid. Mm. Yeah. We have we to like, make a day for that. that. Yeah. I have shrooms, remember? Oh. Yeah. Let's do He said not to watch shrooms on that, though. Like, he, watch like, shrooms on that? No, he said not to watch shrooms. What? <laughs> I'm about to beat Nini's ass on live recording. <laughs> I had, like, watch rooms on that. I, had, I had it coming. It was funny because you almost said it again. Like, I said, my lisp is coming I out of play. So <laughs> Anyways, he said not to watch shrooms on while watching that movie. No. Not, fuck! I said it again! I just realized what I said. I don't want to be on shrooms while watching the movie. There we go. Mic drop. Jesus fucking Christ. Everybody listening is going to be like, oh my god, she's still okay? this again. She's still this again. Oh my god. I have to, I have to think about this. She's like, never mind. Unplugged Stop microphone. Recording. Stop recording. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, Christ. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> Not the snore. <laughs> okay, okay. Mock, mock. Okay. Other strange happenings recorded at the bridge include strange lights appearing in the surrounding woods, along with reports of visitors feeling hands grab at them in the dark. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> or rains, a rain of rocks being like pelted. As they cross the bridge. Because oh, where does so that come painful. from? Ow. Who's throwing that? Uh, I picture for some reason, let, though, like creepy little ghost children, mm-hmm. like throwing rocks at you. Oh, little, bra- little bastards. Brats. Yeah, like... little fucking bitches in their little, like, old timey shorts and their little blazers. <laughs> Us? <laughs> Us for Halloween. <laughs> With their chimney. Did we tell you guys we're going to be sexy chimney sweeps for Halloween? Yes. So Make it slutty. Slutty. <laughs> Um, due to the great number of unexplained happenings at the old Alton Bridge, it has been the subject of a number of investiga- investigative paranormal shows, oh. including Ghost Adventures and our favorite, well, our used to be favorite, BuzzFeed Unsolved. Uh. And that was, that one was really funny because when Ryan started BuzzFeed Unsolved, he said he would only do one demonic like location per season and this was his like uh that was that was the one okay right on um so whether the old alton is named after a terrifying demon or a particularly resilient goat farmer the bridge is certainly worth the trip Hmm. nature lovers and paranormal enthusiasts alike will love checking out this remarkable historic landmark and the beautiful scenery surrounding it just be sure not to cross at 3 (laughs) a.m 
So yeah, that, that's Goatman's Bridge. That was wild. I know, right? Jesus. I know, right? I, I have uh, so many thoughts. I have so, I have many, so thoughts. many thoughts. Racing. Mm-hmm. I, I really like... hate. I really hate that. Oh, hi, Bobo. I wonder if you guys can hear his little jingle jangle. Jingle jangle. His little jingle jingle. Bojangles. Um. I. I appreciate that the Goatman's Bridge is named in order to honor Oscar Washburn. I just wish that, like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the the concept of, like, talk to me, where it's, like, it's kind of fucked up that you're, like, summoning basically, like, innocent people who might, who may or may not be trapped, like, on Earth mm-hmm. and just, like, taunting them and, like, yeah. trying to, you know, get a rise out of them. I don't know. It just kind of irritates me. But, like, at the same time, who am I to say anything? I have a paranormal podcast. So. You get it? I feel like both of those things can exist. Can, can exist. Like at the simultaneously. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's. Uh... As long as we can acknowledge it. <clears throat> and then like still. We can acknowledge the problems with it. And yes. understand it. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty. Right. I think that's pretty. Pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good story. That was dude. Old Alton's Bridge. Old Alton's Bridge. Old AKA Alton's Bridge. I always think of Alton Bridge. Brown from. Yeah. What's his face. Goodies. From Goodies. What's his face. <laughs> cool cool welcome back y'all uh i'm actually very excited for my topic today yay uh which i got i love that we're both excited for our topics yeah Yeah. which i have to thank you for oh really uh yes because you reminded me of this over red robin (laughs) when we went to creepy um i just wish i had my notes from the first time we did this on oagk version 1.0 Which, if you were lucky enough to listen, cool, yeah. but that's... That was a good episode, too. Yeah, that's lost to the ether now, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Unfortunately. So. Or not so fortunately, because now, so now we're here. And then it's better than ever. Redux. Redux, bitch. Okay, so, let's hit the scene. Uh, our first bit of info, of course, is from Wikipedia. 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 Uh, it's January 1959. In the Soviet Union. Oh. Specifically, we're on the campus of the Ural, which spelled U R A L. Oh, okay. Like how you would pronounce the like acronym U R L. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, State Technical University in the city of Yekaterinburg. So we're following the journey okay. of a 23 year old radio engineering student named Igor Dyatlov, who was allegedly. Oh, fuck part of an organization called the Komsomol, which Com Komsomol with okay. a K. Um, think like a YMCA oh. kind of club, okay. but more politically motivated mm-hmm. um, by mm-hmm. communism. Um, that quote provided its members with alternative leisure activities that promoted the improvement of society. Hmm. Which like it was mostly like sports or like hiking expeditions or like for like safety and like uh, wildlife training, oh, like, okay. like survivalist training. Sounds like rich white people shit. Yeah, but I mean, 1959. I mean, so, uh, so this group may have actually sent the students on this trip, but oh. this is unsure. This is unclear. Oh, okay. Specifically, um, Igor was tasked with recruiting students who would be interested in coming on a like. It was supposed to be like a fucking 80 something mile trip, I think. Skiing expedition. What? Skiing expedition. Beginning January 28th Uh on the Otorten Mountain in the northern Ural mountain range. Okay. Um, Which, yeah, like 
Wow. I love how that used to just be like a thing back in the day. Like, like oh, can you find experienced um, ski hikers that want to go on this trip with on you? On an 80 mile trek? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking not. I don't want to go on a one like, mile trek. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Fuck no. Um, so. It reminds me of um, the professor and Tim Curry trying to gather people for their experiment and scared me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Igor found some fellow students and alumni from his university. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of interesting names. I love it. You. I don't expect Please. you to remember them. All, no, but. not a, not even a little um, bit. Twenty one year old Yuri Doroshenko, twenty year old Ludmila Dubdinina, twenty three year old Grigory. Krivonyshenko. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute. Um, 24-year-old Alexander Kolivatov. 22-year-old Zina Kolmogorova. 23-year-old Rustem Slobodin. 23-year-old Nikolai Brignoles. And 38-year-old... Or 38-year-old Sasha Zolotarivov. And 21-year-old Yuri Yudin. Okay. So You, you did this very well. I'm thank impressed. you. I, I tried. I'm like, spe- say it like you spell it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So... Igor had told his colleagues at the university uh, that he would telegraph them telegraph them <laughs> uh, when they returned to their starting point, uh, which would be the village of Vizhai around February 12th. Oh my god. Yeah. Two so, weeks? Like, yeah. basically? Um, however, the area the team was going to be hiking slash skiing at was notorious for unpredictable weather. Oh, so okay. he was like, it may be give or take a couple of days. Okay. You know. Uh, the group, uh, all experienced hikers, mm-hmm. Left Yekaterinburg by train on January 23rd and arrived in the small town of Ivdel in the northern Ural mountain range in the early morning hours of January 25th, 1959. The group then took a truck to the last inhabited settlement oh on their God. route, uh, the town of Vishai, where they spent the night and apparently, quote, purchased and ate loaves of bread to keep their energy levels up for the hike the next day. Ooh, I hate, you have to, like, carb overload for that kind and of like, shit. Ooh, that yeah. sucks. Uh, Eating carbs against your will, like, for a specific reason? No. No. But, like, you get me for a little pleasure? high, put me in front of a TV, and get me a bag of potato chips? Like, I got you. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. I'll fuck yeah. you up. Um, so, this next bit of info is going to be from the telegraph.co.uk okay. website. Um, officially, the group started their journey towards uh, Mount Torton. Which in the local Monsi um, language, which the Monsi people are uh, local to the mountains and they're reindeer herders. Oh, cool. Which I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like- um, So, Otorden apparently translated to, don't go there. Are you serious? Yeah. Otorden. Don't go there. Don't go there. Otorden, like, colon, don't go don't there. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> On January 27th, 1959. The following day, January 28th. Uh, group member Yuri Yudin was forced to turn back to Vizhai because he had some like joint pain. He was like oh. already in like weird health. And really? Like, he probably Why shouldn't have been going go on this hike. Eighty mile track. Yeah, you're out of your mind. The fuck, you're not um, So he went back, and the remaining nine souls continued their journey, documenting their trip through diaries and cameras that would later help investigators track what would be the group's last walk. Oh yeah, because we haven't even said like what you're talking about yet. My friends. <laughs> It is time for the Dietlov Pass incident redux. <laughs> confetti, 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 cannons, cannons, cannons. Okay. So, on January 31st, uh, it's believed that the group passed through a, quote, wooded valley where they cached surplus food and equipment that would be used for the return trip. Okay. So, like, they dug a hole in the 
ground and it was like snowy because oh, okay. it's fucking northern part right. of russia in yeah. january um scary yeah so they like put supplies away and then um the next day so february 1st uh-huh. um the hikers started to move through the pass it seems that they were planning to get over the pass and make camp like on the the next night on the opposite side of the mountain okay. so the mountains are kind of like this and like it seemed like they were gonna go maybe this way okay to make camp i wish you guys could see what we're doing right now yeah i'm gonna post pictures obviously okay. i need to like maybe we need to do like some longer like, yeah well Instagram. we can do like the post that you made and then, and then yeah yeah because yeah, sometimes like for this there's not enough helpful. yeah okay yeah um so um Due to worsening weather conditions, uh, snowstorms, and decreasing visibility, were working against them, and they lost their direction and <sighs> deviated west. No. Towards the mountain known as Kolat Siakol. A Mansi, um, the local peoples of right. the area, indigenous people of the area, um, this term means dead mountain. I knew it. I was like, for some reason, that, that word you just said had a bad vibe. Bad to vibe, it. yep. Or. Or alternatively, Silent Peak, but mm. dead okay, mountain. Silent Hill. Ass, yeah, like, I'm like no, 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 no. dead mountain, dead mountain. Um, so this next bit of info is actually so I've gotten into like this cool thing online, now, uh-huh. like on, I'm like I don't know if you guys know how to like use Wikipedia, but if you <laughs> click on certain things, it'll show you like archived from, and if you click on that archive mm-hmm. link, it'll yeah. show you like shit from like way like back. And really? Like, oh, it's cool. So um, this next bit of info comes from the St. Petersburg Times. Oh wow! And it was like immediately translated to as archive really? and translated i was like oh that's so sick i was like Fish, that's so cool um so this was from a 2008 um article oh okay this decision um has left many people experts baffled um as the group quote could have detoured just 1.5 kilometers which if you're wondering is not even a full mile are you serious but how are they to know but they could have gone down the mountain to a forest where they would have found shelter from the harsh elements right um in an interview that same year 2008 uh survivor yuri yudin speculates that quote igor probably didn't want to lose the distance they covered or he decided to practice camping on the mountain slope unquote um so igor had told his friends that he would send a telegram remember by uh he said it could be a few days late right Mm -hmm. um unfortunately the 12th of february came and went and by February 20th, family members of the hikers had to demand a rescue operation. No. So their loved ones could be found. Um, That's so the sad. first rescue group, hold on, this is, this is oh, a real no. kicker, okay. uh, sent by the university where they were all students at, um, oh, Jesus. was made up of volunteer students I, and teachers. I was literally going to say, is it just students and teachers? Yes. Yeah. Oh I'm my like, God. So they just so not tracked, experienced hikers. So you just put them all, in the wo- in the oh fucking snow in the woods. Are you fucking kidding me? Hold on, I'm going to move the fan. This is, yeah. Um, should I, should I keep going? Yeah, should I? Okay. Um, a few days later, military and police forces dispatched planes and helicopters to aid in the search. Um, but I mean, like, how fucking awful. To no, just literally. have to demand that your family member be hey, looked like, for. And then they're like, yeah, we got it. And they send a bunch of, like, fucking 20-year-olds. Like, unexperienced, yeah, like, just inexperienced fucking children and literally, teachers. Literally. Who literally don't know what they're doing. No. Like, the people who knew kind of what they were doing got lost. And you think these motherfuckers are going to find, find them? them? Yeah, you're out of your mind. Um, sadly, on February 26th, so almost a full month after the group had started their trek, um, their abandoned campsite and destroyed tent were found. <laughs> this is a direct quote. Okay. We discovered that the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. Right. It was empty and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. Okay. Said student volunteer <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail Sharavin, who was the one that found the tent. Yeah. Uh, but as we all know, it always gets worse. Yeah. So of course. 
Strap in, bitches. Um, investigators on the scene said the group's tent had been cut open from the inside. Oh, Jesus. And varying footprints were found in, quote, meter-deep snow. The footprints had been left by people who were wearing socks, a single shoe, or were barefoot. And the footsteps led down the slope towards the forest, uh. but disappeared after 500 meters. Okay, but, like, there's so many environmental elements that could, like, fuck these up. So that's why it's, like, do we really know that, or is it just a guesstimation? You know what I mean? True. Um, but one thing that investigators didn't find what? at the camp. Was any of the bodies? None of the bodies and no evidence of a struggle or that people other than them had entered the camp. I don't like that. Yeah. Like, there was nine distinct sets of footprints that they found, like, leading, leading. from the scene. Uh-huh, but none, like... But no other, like, no outside forces, it seemed. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the first two bodies to be found were those of 24-year-old Georgie and 21-year-old Yuri. Uh, they were found, quote, at the edge of the forest under a towering pine tree. Hmm. They were barefoot and dressed only in their underclothes. Why would they... Also in the vicinity of these bodies were the remains of a fire. And broken tree branches um, indicated that someone had climbed up the tree either oh. to look for something like mm. from a distance right. or to get away from something. <gasps> the bodies of Igor Dyatlov, his friends Zina and Rustem, were found under the tree and the camp. Uh, uh, were found between the tree and the camp. And the camp, okay. Adding another layer of sadness because yeah. the way their bodies were positioned, it looked like they were trying to get back towards the camp. Really? Yeah. Um, after the bodies were autopsied, the coroners found that these five hikers had succumbed to hypothermia. Mm. Rustem's skull was fractured, oh. but investigators said the injury wasn't serious enough to be considered fatal. Okay. But what about the other four hikers? Yeah, why? Hello? Hello. Um, it wouldn't be until May 4th, 1959, that the remaining four hikers would be found in oh a ravine God. under 13 feet of snow. Holy shit. Uh, this they weren't found. How were they far. even found? I uh, know they weren't found far from the bodies of Georgie and Yuri. Oh, okay. Um, these group members were better dressed than their counterparts, and apparently there were signs that pointed to the fact that they were wearing the clothing of people that had passed away. Gotcha. Like in their group. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. So Ludmilla was found wearing Georgie's quote burned, torn trousers. What? And her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket. Unquote. So, um, the last uh, four hikers, uh, however, hadn't died of hypothermia. Okay. Uh, they had suffered extensive injuries. Mm. Nikolai had sustained a... Uh... <coughs> sorry. You. Oh, my goodness. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. Nikolai had sustained major injuries to his skull. Ooh. While Ludmilla and Semyon had sustained... Major chest fractures. Okay, those aren't, like, casual no. injuries. Um, investigators would later say that the force required to create such damage would have been comparable to that of a car crash. <gasps> but their bodies showed no evidence of external wounds what? that would indicate that they had been exposed to such high amounts of pressure that would have crushed their chests. Even more eerie, okay. since these remaining hikers were found in May, the snow around their bodies had begun to melt into running water, which resulted in Ludmilla losing, quote, 
her tongue, eyes, part of the lips, as well as facial tissues and a fragment of skull bone. While Semyon had his eyeballs missing and Alexander was missing his eyebrows. His eyebrows? His eyebrows. So like like your brow, like skin pretty much. Um, Yeah. The forensic expert, expert, the forensic expert (laughs) assigned to the case, a man named Voz Rosdeni. Found that these soft tissue injuries had been caused by the body's proximity to the stream water they were found in. Oh, okay. So he said it was just kind of natural decomposition Uh, from the running water, or it might have been like animals that had gotten into those parts. Um, This next bit of info is from Alice Obscura. Cool. Some of the hikers' clothing um, contained significant levels of radioactivity. What? (laughs) Tests on the irradiated clothing. Clothing. Clothing, clothing led to speculation. It's okay, remember going to say irradiated. <laughs> led to speculation that the hikers drank contaminated snow, which oh. may have poisoned them. Alternatively, quote, okay. the mantles used in camp lanterns at the time, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming the mantle means like the little thing you stand it on, right. um, contain small amounts of the radioactive element thorium. And let's not forget that just two years before, yeah. in 1957, the world's third worst nuclear disaster happened yeah. at the Mayak nuclear complex south of the town of Sverdlovsk. Sverdlovsk. How, do you, how would you say that? What? Sverdlovsk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's okay. perfect. Um, well, a tank of radioactive waste exploded. <laughs> And a radioactive plume some 200 miles <gasps> long spread northward. That's insane. 200 miles long. Uh, that's that's first. like what we experienced at the atomic bomb yeah. factory. Factory. The museum. <laughs> <laughs> I just clocked in for my job at the atomic bomb factory. <laughs> So um, there's also this quote from a 12-year-old eyewitness who attended five of the skiers' funerals. What the fuck? Uh, he claimed that their bodies had, quote, a deep brown tan, uh, which may have been true. But I think maybe my hypothesis is that, like, they could have been frostbitten. I was going to say, doesn't that, like, change? Yeah. Because your cells die. The great, and then... like, embalming techniques, like... Yeah, nineteen fifty nine or sixty, whatever, yeah. whatever year this is. So, um, yeah, that's a little, that's a little. That's sus- weird. Or did they get like flash fried by like radioactive, like something? True. Um. So, why would why or how would nine seriously experienced skiers slash hikers rip open their only shelter in the middle of a snowstorm, leave pretty much all their belongings, including warm clothes and food, inside their tent? And take off barefoot into the snow? They saw a Yeti. Well, I have some theories. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, wait, you actually you actually got one. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. One of them is, like, literally an abominable snow. Oh, my God. I was thinking of the, the guy from um, the Disneyland ride. Oh, from the Matterhorn? Matterhorn. There okay. Okay. You're like distressed. No, not literally. remembering what it was. Like, the Disney ride, Mini, you got me, you got I know, me. I know what it is. <laughs> okay, so um, according to a May 2021 article on the New Yorker, oh, interesting. Quote: Russians generally favor one of two theories about what happened in the incident. Okay. The skiers died because they stumbled into an area where secret weapons were being tested, 
Or alternatively, the group was killed by mercenaries. <gasps> Probably American spies. Unquote. Oh, okay. So, remember the 12-year-old boy I just mentioned yes. who went to the funerals? Mm -hmm. Well, his name is Yuri Kuntsevich, which I'm like, we should change yes, our names. Kuntsevich. To Kuntsevich, <laughs> yes. And he's now the president of the Dyatlov Group Memorial Foundation. Okay. Which started in the year 2000. Yuri claims that some of the families of the deceased oh. believe that, quote, a missile launch of some kind went disastrously <gasps> wrong, inflicting severe injuries on some, some of the skiers and forcing the group to flee the tent, at which point they either froze to death or were killed by military observers. That's crazy. Also, also. Okay. Remember Yuri Yudin, mm -hmm. who had left, who the, left before yeah. they even got started on the mm -hmm. hike. Um, not long before he died in 2013, mm -hmm. he claimed that, quote, his teammates had been taken from the tent at gunpoint and murdered. Ludmilla, he said, may have had her tongue cut out by the killers because she was the most outspoken of the group. Unquote. Wait, but how would he know? He left. Exactly. Um, my issue with the death by spy uh -huh. theory is right. that why would American spies have arranged a rendezvous in the most like remote part of the USSR at yeah. the time? I'm like, and it just kind for of like, like students who it gives like red scare a little <laughs> exactly. bit. Like, exactly. Oh, no. When you said like American spies, I was like, oh, yeah, so like, this oh, is yeah. a bullshit theory. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that there may be some substance some, yeah. to the theory that they wandered into like, into a, a, like a secret site. testing area yeah. or something and they were killed for trespassing, but none of them were shot. None of them were shot. None of them had wounds or bruises externally that would indicate that they were struggling with outside forces. Yeah. And if they were killed for trespassing, why would you go through the trouble of spreading the bodies out? Yeah. And that destroying make the campsite. Sense. Like I get the concept just because of like the location. And the time. Yeah. And at the time. Yes. But it just doesn't make sense as to like their injuries, yeah. like the actual physical evidence. Right. Yeah. Um, at the time of the incident, there was also speculation that the expedition was attacked or murdered by a group of indigenous Monsi people, oh. which as I mentioned, with the, yeah. Um, because the hikers quote, uh, encroached upon their lands okay. um but and then painting it's like it's like fear people. is like xenophobia literally yeah. um so several Lansi people were interviewed by authorities uh -huh. um but the investigation revealed that the nature of the deaths didn't support this hypothesis i was gonna say um like chest fractures and stuff like only, and only their um footprints were found in the snow there right. wasn't an additional set of footprints or anything yeah. and the monty people themselves told the investigators that the area where they were found was quote not sacred to them on the contrary it was considered windy barren and useless <laughs> so they're like they we, said we don't want to go that we place, have bitch. no fucking business here dog yeah. so um yeah and then the next theory okay. is something called infrasound infrasound um, this next bit of info is again from the New Yorker. Okay. In 2013, filmmaker and author Donnie Icar, uh, quote, suggested that high winds passing over the mountain created infrasound, okay. which is, uh, vibrations below the range of human hearing and that this induced such terror that the skiers fled from the tent. Um, the writer of this article though claims that, uh, quote, Icar's thesis would require all nine people to have been so terrified of a sound that they couldn't hear and... So they ran to certain death, not grabbing their coats or boots and slashing their way out of the tent when the door would have made for a far easier exit yeah. since it was pointed down slope. Right. Um, for those who aren't familiar, infrasound, again, is um, used to describe sound waves that are below, below the limit of human audibility. Um, hearing becomes less sensitive as frequency decreases. So for humans to perceive infrasound, um, it has to be at sufficiently high pressure. 
Um, at higher intensities, you can feel infrasound vibrations in various parts of the body. Oh, interesting. Uh, studies on infrasound have suggested that exposure to infrasound may cause feelings of awe or fear in humans. It reminds me of that scene in As Above, So Below. And they like knock and it's like boom. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of yeah, like that. Um, and yeah, it can actually be caused during like um, avalanches, mudslides, earthquakes, gotcha. volcanic eruptions, things right. like that. Um, so it has also been suggested that since it is not consciously perceived, um, it may make people feel vaguely that odd or supernatural events are taking place. Um. Perceived infrasound can cause effects like pressure, tinnitus, or fullness. Hmm. Um, then, what's a conspiracy without a good alien theory? Yay! So, <laughs> allegedly. There was another group of hikers on Mount Otorden the night that the Dyatlov group died. Okay. Quote, about 31 miles south of the incident. And they reported that they saw strange orange spheres in the sky to the north on the night of the incident. Okay. Even stranger. Okay. People in the town of Ivdel and surrounding areas also reported seeing strange lights in the sky from February to March 1959. Worth noting, some of these reports came from meteorological services and the military. So, uh, this bit is from the St. Petersburg Times again. In a 1990 interview, the chief investigator on the case, Lev Ivanov, claimed that, quote, he had been ordered by senior regional officials to close the case and classify the findings as secret. He said the officials had been worried by reports from multiple eyewitnesses, including the weather service and military, that, quote, bright flying spheres had been spotted in the area where the hikers had disappeared. Quote, I suspected at the time, and I'm almost sure now, that these bright flying spheres had a direct connection to the group's death. Oh, my God. Unquote. Further in this interview, Ivanov speculated that one skier might have left the tent during the night, seen the sphere, and woken up the others with his panic. He believes the sphere might have exploded as the group uh, ran towards the forest, killing the four who had serious injuries and oh. cracking the skull of one of them. Um, weirdly enough, what? in 2008, a three-foot-long piece of metal was found in the Dyatlov Pass area. According to the Dyatlov Foundation... A three-foot-long piece of metal? Okay. Uh, so the Dyatlov Foundation took uh, possession of it. Quote, the metal is part of a Soviet ballistic missile. Which could have explained the radioactivity of the recovered clothing. Okay. Unquote. Uh, Interesting. Next, we have the abominable snowman. Yay! Um, so some people believe that, quote, these abominable snowmen live in the Ural Mountains. And these creatures, um, for some reason or other, came upon the hikers or the hikers came upon them. Yeah. <laughs> And the snowman killed the hikers to avoid being discovered. But I don't buy this theory because there was no soft tissue damage or yeah. defensive wounds or and, penetrative. And if it's like a creature, wounds. like it's absolutely not gonna like leave no trace. It's like a bear attack. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're telling me about things that have, like crush your chest, but not, <laughs> but not bloody like, you. Tear it up. Yeah, yeah. but not tear you to shreds. Yeah. Um, last but not least, we have what might be the most probable explanation for the deaths of the hikers. Oh, okay. A natural disaster. Yeah. Specifically, an avalanche. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, one of the prosecutors who worked on the case named Andrei Kuryakov um, held a televised press conference where he definitively claimed that an avalanche was the cause of the death for the hikers. Oh, shit. Uh, he does have some evidence to back it up. Okay. 
Two photographs taken by the group around 5 p.m. on the day that they pitched the tent show that they had cut deeply into the snowpack at right angles, Ooh. forming a hollow kind of like a little cube. Like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had picked the spot on the mountain peak where um, there was some shelter from the winds. Oh, okay. Um, Pryakov believes that later in the night, a snow slab, which these things could be up to three feet thick. <laughs> And weigh, and weigh as much as 670 pounds per cubic yard. Not even as a whole, per cubic yard. So the bigger it is, the more it weighs. Detached from the slope above and buried most of the tent, pinning down the occupants and possibly causing injuries. Okay. Which would explain why there was no like blood or yeah. anything on the outside of their chest. The external wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, fearing that a full-scale avalanche was imminent, the skiers cut their way out of the downslope side of the tent and oh. fled to a rocky ridge 150 feet away. But the avalanche never came, and oh. in the inky blackness of night, the group was unable to find their way back to the tent, and instead they <sighs> sought shelter in the woods. Because the snow slab was so heavy on the tent, no one was able to grab their jackets or boots from the inside when they oh. left. The group then uh, might have taken shelter under the cedar tree, um, before building a fire. Okay. There were traces of clothing and skin particles found on the trunk of the tree with the broken branches, which indicates that maybe somebody climbed the tree in an attempt to spot the tent. Gotcha. Like I said earlier. Right. Um, further, it's believed that the burned skin on some of the bodies uh, may not have been from like radiation burns, like some people speculated, mm-hmm. but it might have been because they got too close to the fire because they were trying to stay warm. They were warm. trying to stay warm. And oh. this part is really odd. Um, Georgie, uh, one of the hikers, he had a bit, like a top bit of his finger missing. Oh, what the heck? And um, they said that the explanation for that may be that his fingers were getting frostbitten and oh. he was trying to feel bird sensation in his oh. fingers. Like, that's really sad. Um, unfortunately, for <laughs> for our friend Andrei Kuryakov, um, he was reprimanded <laughs> for holding the press conference. Are you serious? Uh, without permission, and in October 2020, he was removed from his post. Oh. Uh, but technically, that's what people think is the wow. like answer to the DLF Pass yeah. uh, case. There's a lot of info online about this, actually. There's a whole website just called like DLFPass.com nice. or something. Uh-huh. Um, and it actually has translated uh, copies of the autopsies for really? each of the victims. Yeah, which is really fucking oh, cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Cool. So that's the Diet Left Pass, baby. Okay. Redux. Redux. It's time to get a snack. Let's go get a snack. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. On a grassy knoll. Um, same with TikTok. Mm-hmm. On a grassy knoll. Yeah. Um, Twitter. OGK Podcast. Email us at... Fucking Christ's sake, please. Please email us. Please email us. Um, O-A-G-K Redux. That's R-E-D-U-X at gmail.com. And have fun. Have fun this weekend. Have fun this weekend. Don't go hiking, though. Don't go hiking. Don't go skiing. How do you say it? Diat Love Pass. Diat Love Pass. Diat Love Pass. Diat Love Pass. Um, And don't go to the um, Goatman Bridge make This is making me want to watch Killing Eve. Killing Eve? Never seen it. Killing me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what it's called. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, I can't remember the name. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? She's Russian. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. Love you. Love you, Mina. Bye.